1: Hey, good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Julie Nelson. And I'm Chris Magruder. Good morning. You're at Catholic Women now. So, how, Chris, how's your Advent going?
2: It's going well. I made a promise to myself that I was going to try to get all the Christmasing done early yeah. so that I had we time. We talked about on that yes, show. Yes, yes. And so I promised myself that I would get at least three days of just focusing on Him and time to love Him and praise Him and abide in Him. And so... I'm I'm kind of rushing through my thing and trying to keep him focused too. But you know, it, it yeah, I, give or take is what's happening. I'm I'm giving in one area, I'm taking another. So, so you know,
1: well, so you the three days before Christmas is what you're trying to aim for for yes. your three days of quiet yes. silence. Well, you know, and, three days yeah. before the Christmas starts at my
2: house, so we we have Christmas at our house on the 23rd. Oh, so okay. I'm backing so, it up to the 20th. So, so I'm actually going to have more time than that. But oh, yeah.
1: well, that sounds like a, yeah, a good goal. That's a good goal. That's yeah. a good goal. So yeah, what about you? Um you know, you. As some of you know my friends know I spent Friday in email purgatory, <laughs> and I w- uh, spent three hours—I'm not exaggerating—on tech support lines between uh, my Apple line support and the, my uh, email provider, trying to sync them up. And I've had it synced before, and after three hours, I lost all my emails, and it wasn't synced. And I just—and I didn't get angry. I just no, thought that's it, good. You know what came. That's came, a- you know, and I wasn't frustrated. And I thought, oh God, that's new. That's, yeah, that's really that's new good. for me. That's good. And but you know what has happened to me, listeners,
2: is now every email that I get says Julie Nelson's name on it. See, so I, somehow I got God your virus. Made,
1: <laughs> God made me famous. Yeah. No, but, you know, what's really been beautiful about it is, like, God, our loving Father, who knows what's best for us, has given me this gentle correction that I have been, I feel free, because I don't have mm-hmm. all this emails and all these letter, uh, you know, these email newsletters you get when you order from catalogs oh, yeah. and stuff like that, and I've been trying to unsubscribe, unsubscribe, but it's clean. The I The bondage up has been broken. It is, and that's what Advent's about, is purification, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. Lord, loving Father that you are, you've just purified me a little bit, and I am kind of feeling a little free from it. He's giving you a little email metaphor for Advent. (laughs) Yes, and it's been wonderful. You know, it's that saying, it's better to light a candle than curse the darkness, and I'm like, every time I light my Advent candle on my wreath, I'm like, light the candle in the darkness and (laughs) dispel all that.
2: You're good. You're good. God just did that. Well, hey, you know what? We better start with prayer. We're just chatting too much about our emails here.
1: And the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners and now and at the hour, our hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. In the, name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we got a great guest on our show today. Everett
2: Fritz is joining us. Yes, I'm excited to have him in. My daughter Addie has met him in person and talks raves about him, and so it'll be fun to have him on. He
1: is the founder of St. Andrew's Missionaries, which is a program that helps coach um parishes and churches to work with the youth in a new discipleship model that you'll want to hear about. And it's a model they're using at Dowling Catholic. So that's a wonderful but we get a second bonus with him because he's got a strong devotion to the Blessed Mother. And tomorrow is the feast day the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception which the Immaculate Conception is often a misconception. So we're gonna, he's going to help talk to us through that and the biblical references for that. Yes,
2: and he's going to tell about some miracles that have happened with him and yeah, the Blessed sure. Virgin her power of prayer for us. Yeah. And and it, you know what it did? It made it just kind of re upped my game with Mary. I went, oh yeah, I forgot how powerful she is. I mean, I knew it, but to hear him tell us about it the other day, so I can't wait for you listeners to hear I, what he, about it the little miracles that he's experienced. Not I, little.
1: I agree with that too because it kind of rem, it brought back things that have happened in my life through yes. her, through our, our Lady's intercession and her prayers. Yeah,
2: yeah. she's she's. Pretty powerful.
1: She is powerful. <laughs> and then we had a winner
2: of the Advent devotional. Yes, that we, did last we had week. that
1: giveaway, rooted in hope, and the winner is Karen Liker. She's from Kansas, so we have listeners in Kansas. Uh, and she, it was, was through our text line, which is five one five two two three eleven fifty. A little plug there, if you want to text <laughs> us and um, today, if you have questions for our guests. But anyway, so it was through the text line, we were texting back and forth. I said, "How did how do you listen to the show?" And she goes, "I try to get it when I can on the internet." So. I thought, Wow, praise God. Praise no God. Kidding. And no she kidding. sent a picture and put it on our Facebook page, Catholic Women Now Radio of her yeah. with the book. So yeah.
2: yeah. Well hopefully you'll enjoy that, Karen, if you're listening yes, that'll Karen. be great. Yeah. Um so yeah, like Julie said, text your comments today if you have questions for Everett or if you have questions for us or comments at five one five two two three one one five O. And um we can see your texts now. We've got the text line right on our screen. Yep. So, so we'd love to Hear what you have to say. And then I'm so excited because tonight we're going to do our little dinner in December to celebrate the Feast of the Immaculate Conception with our Iowa Catholic Radio friends down at the Tea
1: Room. Damn, yeah, that's coming up tomorrow night yeah. or Friday night. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow night. night. Yeah, oh, gosh, yep. I'm getting I'm mixed excited. up. It's yeah. a busy time of year. I'm it mixed is.
2: Up. It is. I think I said tonight, tomorrow night. Thank you for
1: connecting me. <laughs> we're both mixed up. <laughs> I,
2: I guess. I guess. Ah, oh, thank you, Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services for underwriting Catholic women. Now she's a friend of ours and an authorized independent agent. Cindy and her team provide health insurance options from Wellmark, Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Iowa. She just does a great job of making insurance simple for people, and she's really committed to helping prepare you and your future, um, protecting what you know matters most. So, anything you need through your stages of life, five one five. Two two six two one one
1: one or cindyshulte dot Yeah, thank you, Cindy. Well, we're excited to have Everett Fritz with us this morning. He is the founder of Saint Andrew's Missionaries, which is a program to help coach um, parishes and churches on a di- new discipleship of leadership for youth. And uh, they are using this program at Darling Catholic High School. Uh, High school under the direction of Addison Magruder. He also has a strong devotion to our Blessed Mother, so we're going to get into a little bit of the Immaculate Conception as well with Everett this morning. So welcome Everett to Catholic Women Now.
3: Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be on the radio with you. Oh. Are
1: we
2: are we waking you up?
3: No, I'm awake. I'm awake and I've been up for a while actually. Oh, so. very good. Very uh, I'm good. Not, not typically a morning person, but I'm <laughs> I'm up and up and moving.
0: Well, if you're working
2: with all those youth, you're probably up late with them.
3: Yes. Um, yeah, I'm accustomed to being a night person.
2: Uh. I'm, I'm a little bit like you. I, sometimes I'm up way too late before our radio show, and my listeners can probably tell when that has happened to us.
1: Well, let's get started here, um, Everett. So what is the purpose of St. Andrew Missionaries?
3: So I started a ministry. Uh, we just celebrated our first year of uh, our first year anniversary, um, on November 30th, which is the feast day of St. Andrew, but I launched in 2016, um, which, uh, backtracking a little bit, I used to work for the Augustine Institute, uh, and worked in their youth ministry department, uh, developing a program called Why Disciple, and I left that, uh, on a prayer, um, realizing that, uh, that my gifts and talents were better utilized in um, coaching and mentoring. Um, and, uh, essentially, um, St. Andrew Missionaries exists to help shift youth ministry in the church to discipleship. Um, we are losing our young people in the church, uh, on a pretty big scale. I think it's roughly about 80% of our young people we're losing, um, after the age of 23. Mm-hmm. So, um, So when we lose people, I think the actual statistic is 1 in 10 Americans is a former Catholic, and 80% of them leave the church by their 23rd birthday. Mm -hmm. So when we lose people in the church, we lose them young. Mm. Um, And uh, I took a step back from youth ministry uh, a few years ago and looked at um, the course of my work, and I built really big youth groups. Uh, but didn't necessarily see that translate into lifelong disciples of Jesus Christ. Um, And in fact, when I worked in smaller environments with uh, Bible studies, with mentoring, with working with teens in their prayer lives, uh, with working with their parents, um, and could focus in on a a handful of individuals, those were the ones who translated into lifelong disciples. Um, So the method that I coach is... uh, Teaching parishes to start um, small group Bible studies with teenagers, um, so that they can uh, translate into more individualized uh, meeting of their needs. So it's um, kind of pastoral needs.
2: It's kind of that what? idea. It sounds like they get to know Christ. Maybe that relationship develops personally, and then and then it's interesting to them. They glom on themselves. It's that personal relationship with Christ is is what I'm hearing.
3: Yeah, it, it's. It's about uh, the the. It translates into a uh, a rabbi and disciple relationship. I mean, this is the if we look at the scriptures, um, Jesus didn't just uh, teach us a message; he also taught us a method. Um, the The ancient practice of uh, of discipleship um, consisted of people going and living with a rabbi and learning from their everyday example, and that's the biggest biggest thing that I saw was that um, they needed living witnesses and to see what um, living Christianity looked like in an everyday environment, and that required um, uh, individualized attention. So so I'm seeing young people's lives changed um, by putting a mentor into their lives, where that mentor uh, really gives a lot of focus and attention into teaching disciplines of a disciple. Um, this is actually the way that uh, I tell the story of uh, Jan Tarnowski um, who was a uh, built a discipleship program in Poland that became known as the Living Rosary. And um, of sixty young men that he mentored, uh, he really focused in on five and those five focused in on twelve each. So there were 60 young men all together, and they would go camping and they would learn the spiritual classics of St. John the Cross, um, which is what uh, Jan Tarnowski had a great devotion to. Um, and they learned uh, the Rosary. And um, of those 60 young men, 10 of them became Catholic priests. And uh, the, the first to become a Catholic priest was Carol Voitila,
1: which you all know, know. Who he is.
3: Yes. So, uh, so he. Carol Wojtyla went on to say that if it weren't for Jan Tarnowski and the attention that he received from Jan Tarnowski, he wouldn't have become a Catholic priest.
2: And then um, Pope John Paul II, yeah. of course. <laughs>
3: right. And now right. a saint.
1: And yeah. <laughs> and no now kidding. A yeah.
3: saint. And John Paul II had a great devotion to St. John the Cross um, and a great devotion to the Rosary, which you learned from Jan Tarnowski. So wow. uh, we, we, um, the faith is caught. Oh, yeah. It's not taught. we. Um, yeah there is something about an apprenticeship in the christian life which is missing in our everyday communication with young people
1: well ever you know i really like this idea that it's a peer to peer kind of mentorship because at that point in life Pe- kids listen to their peers more than they do their parents
2: you know and, and i was thinking that it's really something when you do start with smaller numbers and it becomes more personalized it really does i mean you can't talk to huge groups and have the same effect i agree
1: so Everett, i, w- I have a question for you this so it's a peer-to-peer mentorship in a sense but how does this affect the parents and get the family involved because i would think you know the family needs to be the bed of faith as well and a lot of parents sure. probably aren't Aware what the te- the teachings of the church either or Jesus Christ is a personal relationship.
3: Yeah, the discipleship group that I'm running right now, which is a group of about eleven young men, and I've had them for four years. Um, they are now seniors in high school. I started it by approaching a couple of parents and saying to the parents, um, "I want to mentor your sons," and uh, and then I I worked with the parents to identify the. Kind of the core friend group of those of their sons, um, and then I'm um, in communication with the parents on a weekly basis about what we're uh, what we're discussing. So that uh, translates into conversations between parents and teenagers on what it is that they're learning in the faith um, in their discipleship group, which has been really uh, great to hear that we that the you know mentoring translating into a bridge between parent and teenager, um, that uh, basically I'm, I'm providing another adult into the lives of their teenager to, to be an assistant to the parents in the time of adolescence, which is really beautiful, um, and uh, and walk alongside other teenager and um, and uh, provide support in the faith and development. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer that working with parents is a... Um, game-changer in regards to um, youth ministry and youth discipleship. So, As uh, Julie, as Julie says, you
2: never know who's helping who, parent or yeah. child, right? right. <laughs> Julie exactly. always says that in this in our studio. Well, tell us, Everett, a little bit about um, some of the faith conversions and testimonies that you've seen through this.
3: Yeah, um, I've already seen a, a difference in... Uh, Dallin Catholic High School is uh, implementing this model, and I've been working with uh, your daughter, Addie Magruder, um, and uh, she's uh, starting. Uh, it's interesting; Dowling has um, uh, hired her as somebody to walk alongside of, of the students at Dowling Catholic High School all the way into freshman year of college, uh, which is something that I've uh, see as a, a unique position because they're, they're trying to translate um, translate it so that we're not. Losing teens in between that uh, handoff between high school and college, Um, and uh, she's already got thirteen discipleship groups that are going to be up and running by January, which is really beautiful. Yeah, in fact,
2: I think nine Um, of them are going already.
3: Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah. So she's doing phenomenal work uh, at Delhi Catholic High School, which I know that that's close to home for Iowa Catholics. So, um, so I wanted to share at least that story. But in my work with teenagers, I've been doing discipleship groups now for about seven years, uh, and I've seen at either starting discipleship groups with, and placing a mentor into those groups or leading the groups myself, and I've seen that um, if we translate um, at least one of the factors that I'm looking for is when they go to college, are they still attending Mass on Sunday on a weekly basis? And I see an 80% success rate um, when when uh, I look at the stats and follow up with the, with the students and such. So we're seeing a difference in regards to to um, those who've gone through discipleship uh, and been in a weekly Bible study and been in a weekly um, mentoring group are it's translating into practice in their adult life, which is
1: beautiful. This just gives me so much hope as a parent of a high schooler and young adults. This just gives me hope when I look at the next generation coming up to see this kind of work being done. And Everett, this is amazing. This yeah, is amazing. Yeah, you know, and I
2: and I just go back to when I first started doing Bible studies right out of into my marriage is when I first started doing it, I and mean, what a difference it started to make in my life. So mm-hmm. I, I'm imagining them starting younger. And yeah. what a difference that will be for them going into college, going into their own marriages, et cetera. Building that yeah. foundation. Or, or more more vocations to the priesthood yeah. as well, which yeah. we need.
1: Yeah. Well, Everett, we're going to keep you on the line here and take a little quick break here. If you just joined us, this is Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio, and our guest today is Everett Fritz. He is the founder of St. Andrew's Missionaries, which is a program they're implementing at Dowling to help young people to stay strong in their faith. And then uh, also after this break, he'll be talking to us about the Immaculate Conception and his devotion to Mary, which the Immaculate Conception is tomorrow, which is a holy day. Yes, uh, Several churches are offering extra masses, so check your church, your local church, for for a mass time, but it's a solemnity and it's so nice to get that in the middle of Advent, and you know, a little day of feasting. Friday we don't have to fast. So, <laughs> fortunately, it follows some Friday this year. So, and if you have any questions for our guests, you can text us at 515 223 1150.
2: You're listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. We're on 1150 AM, 94.5 FM and 88.5 FM. And we stream live at iowacatholicradio.com, which is why friends like ours down in Kansas City, Karen Leaker, can listen in. So listen to us really anywhere in the world and find that's, us on
1: Facebook. That's right. Catholic Women Now Radio on Facebook. That's right. So getting back to our guest today, Everett Frist. Everett, you have a great devotion to Our Lady and tomorrow being the Immaculate Conception. I think one of the things that a lot of people don't understand what is the solemnity of the immaculate conception what is the immaculate conception
3: sure the immaculate conception uh, refers to the conception of mary uh, in the womb um and her um being conceived without sin so um so she's uh never sinned in her lifetime um, she never suffered the effects of original sin um and it, it, it's kind of a big deal because there is a scriptural reference um, in Genesis chapter 3, right after the fall of man and Adam, Adam and Eve, it says that God is going to put enmity between the serpent and um, the woman and her, the enmity between her offspring and his. Um, so the woman he's referring to is Mary, um, and enmity, the word means no common ground. So mm-hmm. a common ground that they would have uh, would be sin, and so he's saying that there will be um, the offspring of a woman is going to be sinless, um, and um, but he doesn't just refer to the offspring; he refers to the woman as sinless as well. Um, so Mary fulfills that original prophecy uh, by being conceived without sin. Um, so that's what the immaculate conception r- refers to, um, and. Uh, the common misconception is that people think that it refers to the conception of Jesus which right, is not the right, case. Right, right. Right. That's the annunciation. You know so. and it was
2: it, but it was so necessary that she also be sinless because she was truly, you know, carrying him so she had to be a sinless vessel, you know, in order to carry him. I think that was something that was so important for me to learn when I was starting to understand the immaculate conception as well. There's power in that.
1: And she's the new ark yeah. of the covenant. Yeah. The she's the new covenant. ark of the covenant. Yep.
3: yep. Yeah, the ark of the covenant was a um was made of the purest materials. So purest gold, purest... Um, uh, well, yeah, purest gold and purest metals and purest uh, whatever the case may be. But um, the Ark of the Covenant held the uh, Ten Commandments, uh, and so it held the the law and the covenant. Um, it held um, a piece of the staff of Aaron, uh, so it held a piece representing the royal priesthood, and then it held manna from the desert, um, which was bread and Mary um, is the new Ark of the Covenant because within her body she holds um, the new law which is Jesus Christ she holds the royal priesthood um, and she holds uh, the bread of life um, within her um, all, all of which is encompassed in Christ um, and so just like the Ark of the Covenant was made of the purest materials, so is Mary made of the purest uh, materials and it's conceived without sin
1: ah. That's beautiful. You know, it's wonderful because you explain that because a lot of people say, well, the words Immaculate Conception aren't in Scripture, but just because they're not in Scripture doesn't mean that there aren't references and you have to take the context and thread them together. So that's very beautiful how that's all threaded together with the Old Testament and the New.
2: Well, hey, Everett, I want to change directions a little bit because we've got about three minutes and we know you have a deep devotion oh, to wow. Our Lady. Yeah, and it so goes we, fast. <laughs> we, wanted, we just wanted to hear... Um, Couple of the miracle stories because we kind of promised our listeners at the top of the show that you would share some of the miracles you experienced through uh, Mary's intercession.
3: Sure, Mary's role in the kingdom. I mean, she she sits at the right hand of Christ and she intercedes on our behalf, um, just like a queen would do uh, back in the times of um, the Hebrew culture. And uh, I'll I'll tell the big ones. We only got three minutes, um, but probably the biggest miracle story is that she she wants us to um, come closer to her son, and uh, and the Eucharist. And I was a student in college and uh, was part of a Marian prayer group, and this Marian prayer group would have Mass on Saturday mornings, provided that we could provide our own priest for uh, the Mass. And I showed up there one Saturday morning, and there was no priest, because there was a seminarian function that day uh, at the college, and all the priests were tied up with that function. So the leader of the prayer group uh, said to us, "You know, Mary wants us to receive her son, and we're all here and to receive her son. So we're going to pray a rosary that uh, the Lord would provide, that Mary would provide for us a priest, so that we can receive her son in the Eucharist." That's that's kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a big just, one. Yeah. So um, and and there was just total faith that that was going to be the case that a priest was just going to show up and say say mass for us. <laughs> wow um and uh around the third decade of the rosary in the back of the church we started to hear voices and um at the end of the rosary we still heard voices in the back of the church so i went back there to to investigate sure enough one of them was wearing um uh the clerical collar of a priest and uh so i asked him i said "Are, are you a catholic priest you know he could have been episcopalian or or uh or a deacon or something, so I didn't want to take it for granted. But he said, yes, I'm a Catholic priest. And I said, would you celebrate Mass for us? And at first he declined. Um, but once I said to him, you know, we've been praying a rosary that Mary would send for us a, a priest to celebrate Mass for our group. Um, and he said, well, you know, I made a promise on the day of my ordination that I would never say no to Mary. Um, so he's like, if Mary has sent me to you, then I'm required to celebrate Mass for you. So, oh, Wow, um, I love that. Yeah, then we sat down with him uh, for a minute to talk with him, and I got, got his name, and I said, Father, what is your name? And he said, well, this will make for a better story one day. It's not, it's not Father, it's Bishop. <laughs>
1: oh, and, uh, my goodness.
3: And Mary had sent for us a, a bishop of the church, so uh, we had a private mass with the, with the bishop, um, uh, and he celebrated a uh, mass for our Marian prayer group.
1: Isn't that like a mother to give you more than you expect? Yeah, You know, and to show that great love and just add that little extra to it, mm. loving. Yeah.
3: yeah. She she provides. Um, yeah. Her role is to intercede for the needs of the people, and she is um, very powerful at that. So go to her, re- regardless of what the need is, uh, whether you think it's superficial or whether you think it's... Um, uh, I mean, I, I take every need and want to marry and ask her to perfect it um, and... and uh, Whatever that need is, whether if it's an imperfect desire, I'd say perfect it and give it to the king.
2: Wow. Well, that's well, you know, really what? Beautiful. I, I that, love that, the f- idea of, that she perfects it too. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. That she perfects it. Yeah. And every little need, mm-hmm. and every little mm-hmm. need. Oh my gosh. Well, this is so beautiful. And Everett, we just appreciate you taking time to be with us today to share your ministry, St. Andrew's Missionaries, which you can find online at standrewsmissionaries.org and your great love and devotion for Our Lady at this time of year. So good, good luck. Um, good work with that you're doing and continue to keep up the good work for Christ.
3: Thank you, and happy Feast of the Immaculate Conception.
1: Thank you. God bless
2: you.
3: God bless you.
1: Well, you know, we have a little takeaway to offer today. Um, this is kind of from a past show. And so the thing is, is you think about, okay, so Mary was born without sin and she brought her Savior so that, because we sin, we sin all the time. And so we, we need a Savior. And we need a Savior. But did Mary need a Savior? Well, if she's sinless, you do question that. Yeah. What, what you need? And the, question, and the answer comes from Steve Ray, who gives the great metaphors. And he explains it like this. You're walking down a path and there's a mud puddle. You don't see the mud puddle and you trip and fall into the mud puddle and you get all dirty. And that's kind of like how our lives are. We kind of walk our lives and then the we puddles get the sin. The sin. And you sometimes right. don't see it and all of a sudden you're in the sin. <laughs> so then we go to reconciliation and baptism has, you know, taken care of the the, original, the stain of original sin right. for us. The original sin. And then but then there's another way you're walking down that path, where it's rewind the tape and you're walking down the path and you come upon that mud puddle, but there's somebody or a gentle hand that leads you around that mud puddle and that saves you from sin too. That's kind of a, a way of baptism as well. And that's what happened with Mary. Yes, she yes. Was, she's she's kept from sin. Mm-hmm. And that's her savings. She needs a Savior that way. Yeah.
2: So that I love Steve Ray's metaphor with that, oh, he, understanding that. It, it makes it so much simpler. He has
1: the best metaphors. Yes. and he She he needed could,
2: a Savior, too. Yes, she did Just, it. She, he did it differently for her. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to learn more about Steve Ray, he's at CatholicConvert.com. He's got great metaphors. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Awesome. Well, this... Our Catholic Women Now is grateful for the support of Fred Haas Law Offices. Mr. Haas has 35 years of legal expertise. He really understands people who have suffered or going through a lot of distress. And he really puts the word counsel into counselors. We've had lunch with him. <laughs> yes. He's very wise. Uh-huh. I would say wisdom. He is, is a, He has a lot one of his wisdom. Gifts. One of his gifts. And he just really takes time with his clients. Mm-hmm. And he gives a free consultation for the first time that you yeah. would meet with yeah. him. And even though he's located in Des Moines, he serves... Clients throughout all of Iowa, five one five two five six six three zero one or eight 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 three three eight six five three five. Online at fredhaas dot com. Fred double D Haas double A. Well, this comes to the end of another great show here, and should Tony's be, saying, wind it up, wind, wind it, in it in prayer. Wind up, so let's <laughs> close
2: in prayer. Okay, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners and our, um, our holy listeners out there now and at the hour of our deaths. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks
1: for joining us, your prayers, and please support our mission if you can with a donation online. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary
0: is next. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you, today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A and Farm Bureau Agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on the radio voice for Catholic Women Now, 1150 a.m., 88.5 f.m., and 94.5 f.m. and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app, Iowa Catholic Radio.